Welcome to the Godly Manhood Podcast, where we seek to encourage men to consider how they can grow in godliness as men, husbands, and fathers by sustaining themselves with God's Word and applying it in their lives daily. My name is Emory Phipps. I'm the Minister of Students at Koinos Church in Troy. And I'm Brian Barnes. I'm an elder and life group leader at Koinos Church. Hey, thanks for uh, taking a chance and clicking play on this new endeavor that's sort of born out of a uh, dinner at my house. And I think I sort of said, hey, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. And then Brian said, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. And we were kind of like, hey, we should start a podcast. And it was sort of the uh, stepbrothers thing of, did we just become best friends? We didn't do karate in the garage right after. Speak for yourself. I did do jujitsu in my garage that night. That's awesome. And it makes me feel like way less of a man because I think I just sat on my chair and probably watched the action flick with my wife. It's not a competition. Thankfully, thankfully. Um, but hey, so what is the Godly Manhood podcast, Brian? Yeah, so I think uh, you know we're striving to have a place where men who identify uh, as Christians, followers of Jesus, can come and hear what it means and what it looks like uh, to be godly men. We are not perfect. We do not have all of this figured out, um, but we both have a, a good amount of experience uh, trying and striving to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, uh, failing and sinning every day. Um, but we want to have a place where we get to have conversations with each other and with other good, strong, godly men that we know to just talk about what it means to be out there in the world as a godly man, uh, at work, at church, with your family, um, and just sort of creating a framework, looking at what the Bible says about who godly men are and what they are, and uh, just knowing how to, how to operate out there in the world. Yeah, man. Um, I think the biggest thing that you just said there, and, and I've been having some discussions this week, even with a couple of students, just this idea of, of sin. Um, we aren't perfect. You know, how do we become better men? How do we become better Christians? And so much of that is admitting our sin, confessing our sin, repenting of our sin primarily. And I think we get into this rut of not even paying attention to our sin. We, we notice everyone else is really good. Um, but, uh, saying, oh, yeah, this is a, a struggle for me. I appreciate that about our church. You know, we during our worship, we have a time of confession during the service. So um, I think that's spot on. I, I think uh, as we were talking about, like, how, how do we visualize the Godly Manhood podcast? I kind of took that fist gripping the throat of a snake uh, because to me that's so much of what it means to be a godly man is killing sin. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um you know, I think one thing that we talk about at our church is that, you know, every man should strive toward godly manhood. And specifically, we look at the Bible and, and find all sorts of texts that points to what that looks like and what those characteristics are, and what those men do and don't do. And a good place to start for us and something that was um, critical for me when I became an elder at Coinus was to look at what the Bible says about qualifications for elders. And that's a, a really good place to start because it's just a framework. It's just a list of qualifications that most men are either already uh, on their way to having checked all of those boxes, or um, it's something that they can be striving toward and working on in their life. So I want to read from 1 Timothy chapter 3, where it talks about biblical qualifications uh, to be an overseer, an elder, a pastor. And this is a pretty good spot. I also want to take a second and just say, 
this audio probably doesn't sound great. I know our peas are popping pretty good right now. We are we are we are acquiring uh, uh, hardware and software and things right now to make this better. So bear with us uh, and just know that we hope that the audio sounds better in the next couple of weeks. So First Timothy chapter three says the saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to be uh, to the office of overseer, he desires a noble task. Therefore, an overseer must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, not violent but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own household well with all dignity, keeping his children submissive. For if someone does not know how to manage his household, how will he care for God's church? He must not be a recent convert or he may become puffed up with conceit and fall into the condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must be well thought of by outsiders, so that he may not fall into disgrace, into the snare of the devil. And that's a long list, and you might hear that as a, uh, boy, oh boy, I'm way, way, way far away. Uh, Or you might hear that and say, yeah, I don't have a problem with a lot of those, but there's a few areas on that list that I need to tighten up on. Uh, So hear that as an encouragement, not condemnation. Hear that that as something to strive for, not, not something to beat yourself up about because you're not there right now. Those are things that you are capable of changing. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, when we initially talked about this and I was considering scripture that, that I look to outside of that, obviously the biblical qualifications for being an elder, you know, first Timothy six, 11 and 12 comes to mind for me when I think of that, but is for you, O man of God, flee these things. And there's a list before this, but it says pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness, fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. And as we've talked about, like, well, what's this look like direction wise? I mean, really, our, our first, I think if you take that whole list, there's like 20 different things we could hit over different episodes. Yeah. Uh, but I think that'll be our focus really in the coming weeks, at least, is, is breaking down some of that. And so I'm excited about that personally. And I just want to add there, um, as I was listening to some practice audio, um, my 20 year old daughter and my daughter-in-law were in the hallway and they said, is this only for guys? Could I listen to that? And I said, no, you can listen to it because I want you to find a godly man to marry and get out of my house. <laughs> but, um, yeah. but yeah. 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 And, and really plainly, um, you know, there's a lot of gracists out there who are, are, uh, you know, I don't like the Baptist or I don't like the Methodist or I don't like whatever. I don't care who you are, or where you're at. I think that, that my goal here is that, Regardless of your view of the world, um, we want to tackle things that all of us are dealing with. I don't care what kind of church you go to. I don't care. Um, well, I do care, but you know what I mean. Uh, uh, it, it doesn't matter. We want you to hear this as an encouragement and something uh, that, that there are two men being honest about. You know things that we're not nailing, uh, mm-hmm. and but but there are things that we're aspiring to and trying to grow and develop and and be. Uh, men who can lead the church well, lead their families well, lead in their communities well. So, uh, and that includes, um, you know, men who don't identify as Christ followers. I would say, okay, um, but you still may find something here uh, of value for your life, and you're probably going to hear the gospel a lot. So please listen. Uh, and then, yeah, for for ladies, you know, I'd, I'd be weird for me to listen to a godly womanhood podcast, but there, it'd be great. <laughs> I'd hey, I'll plug them. one. I'll plug one. Priscilla Please. Talk by Nine Marks. I think my wife listens to this. Yeah, I, I've been pushing that out to ladies in our church because I I like all their podcasts just generally that they throw out. And I was like, oh, this is a new one. I'll check it out. I'll say, as a man in the church who 
you know, I'm leading, you know, young ladies within the youth ministry and, and chatting with their moms and, and parents. Um, I've been telling people, listen to that one. And I, I would say, guys, it's, that's a good one to just listen to. And um, just consider some of the thoughts that are going on there. So plug for another podcast. Um, I bought some of their books for my wife. And if you know uh, us, you go to our church and then, you know, my wife, and I would tell you, if you're looking for other, uh, podcasts for women or for spiritual growth. She sends me 200 a week that I don't listen to generally because I'm a very busy man. Um, but she seems to love them. So she'd be a good resource too for that. Definitely. And we'll throw some in the show notes or um, you can email us and ask and we'll get those to you. So, Hey, you're taking time today to listen to us yap for a few minutes at least. And we figured uh, given this is the first episode, it'd be a good idea to talk a little bit about who we are. Um, we are going to do share our testimonies, how, how we came to faith in Christ, who we are in Christ today um, in the second episode, because we want to take some time to talk about that specifically, talk about the gospel. Um, but who are we as individuals? So um, I'll go first. We're going to do uh, age before beauty on this one. Brian's a good looking man. Um, so, and I have a face for podcasting. Uh, so just a little bit about me in a few minutes. Um, you know, I have no hair and uh, brown eyes. My favorite color is fuchsia. Uh, I'd like long walks on the beach, my turnoffs or, uh, no, we're not going to do that. That's, that'd be really weird in a godly manhood podcast, especially. I was curious about the, I was curious about the turnoffs, but that's fine. Keep yeah, going. If, so, but Hey, I'm an army brat. I was born in Germany, um, grew up sort of everywhere. So I don't really have a place that I call home. Um, moved to Ohio in uh, 2003 and we've kind of here been ever, been here ever since. So 20 years now. Um, I'm a 1994 graduate of North Pole High School, so go Patriots. Um, that's a real place. I lived across the street from the Santa Claus house. Uh, I used to make out with my wife by the reindeer back there, <laughs> hiding from my parents. Too much. Too, too much, much, too much information. <laughs> uh, so I joined the Marines when I was 17 and uh, spent nine years as an infantryman in the Marine Corps and then got medically discharged with a back injury while I was down at Paris Island in uh, 2003. Yeah, you know, married to my high school sweetheart. Just mentioned her. I, we we did hang out at the Santa Claus house, but we did get married. We did a lot Great of simple God. things too, um, in youth group. But uh, married my high school sweetheart. We've been together for thirty years. Married for twenty six. Um, her name's Karen. She's a nice Karen. Thankfully, um, we have kids aging uh, from twenty six to twenty um, twenty six to seven. Three boys and three girls. Um, after the Marines, I went to school. Uh, at that time for politics, political science was what I really wanted to go to school for. Um, ended up stopping with an associates and just jumping into working on campaigns and really enjoyed the strategy aspects of it. So I started helping people run campaigns, issue races, uh, advising on those um, all the way up to the state level. So state reps, our state auditor race, I helped run, um, but quit that in 2010, kept going to school. I have four associates degrees. It's Kind of the laugh of the house now. You have your black belt in associate's degree. Yes. Yeah, you have jujitsu. I've got books and nerdiness apparently. Um, but I love to learn. Um, but I do I do have four associate's degrees. And I think we were talking this morning at a volleyball game. I'm I'm like two classes one or two classes short of another one if I really wanted to have some weird award for the most ever. Uh but I don't want to do that. Um is one of them in Appalachian studies? Yes. I didn't make that up right. No, that's okay. not made up. I actually have an Appalachian Studies degree. I've been telling people that for years. I'm glad it's true. My 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 family's from West Virginia, like originally. If I claimed a state as home, that'd probably be it. Um, 
you know, we had a two holer two holer outhouse at my grandpa's house, which could be awkward. A two holer is that one outhouse with two holes, or yeah, two one outhouse with one outhouse with two holes. So, so yeah, you know, okay, it's like having two urinals, I guess. I got, like the, you, I got the picture. Way different. Okay, <laughs> don't put that picture That's in so. your brain. But anyway, yeah, a lot of this is going to come out. People in our church are going to be like, Emory makes so much more sense now. Like, Definitely. Um. So anyway, I uh, got sick of politics in like 2010. Um, and just, uh, my wife, so she's actually a doctor. Um, I'm, I'm a fake doctor. I have four associates degrees. And so I'm like, it's like a fake doctorate. And she hates when I mention that joke. Um, and she calls me Tommy boy, but she forgets that in 1995, I pretty much watched the movie Tommy boy every weekend for like a year on VHS. It's not a documentary. No. And, and, and it's my it. favorite movie ever. You were in college so, for forever. And I got it. I, I did get a D plus in one class in college. So I guess that. Is that the high point or the low point? <laughs> that, was, that was the low point. There. Okay. Um, so anyway, they let me come back for more. I think they were just taking me for my money at that point. But um, so anyway, went to school, um, political consultant, got out of school, or I'm sorry, stopped political consulting in 2010. Um, and my wife decided to go back to school um, to be a nurse practitioner. Um, at that point, we had, I think, four kids then. It didn't make a lot of sense for me to send them off to school every day or preschool or whatever and let somebody else raise them. Um, so we made a decision that I would stay home um, for a little bit with the kids. And she just went to school. So uh, that turned into me turning into a little bit of a homeschool dad um, for most of my time during the week. And then two years ago, um, I became the student minister at our church a little over two years ago on staff at our church. Uh, so there's been some changes there. I love that more than I ever thought I would. Um, I loved being a Marine. I wanted to do that since I was 13. Uh, but I feel and know that this is where I'm supposed to be from a, a ministry perspective. I love it. I'm not just saying that because I have an elder sitting across from me um, that could put me in a rear naked choke and tell me to say it. This is not a performance review. Yeah, not, not, it's coming up, coming up. Um, but no, I, I really do enjoy it. So, um, and that's me in a nutshell. Um, more of that stuff will obviously come out more. Brian's story will come out. Um, and that'll just point to where we are today. So I'm excited about that. Excited to share the, the mistakes of life, how I've grown over that time. Um, yeah. so I'm looking forward to share those things with everybody. So Brian, give us the, uh, Brian in a nutshell. Yeah, so uh, I grew up in Michigan, and uh, when I was 17, I was playing in hardcore bands, and uh, my band played a show in a town in Indiana where my wife lived, and I met her and sold all my stuff and moved to Indiana like two or three weeks after that because the moment I saw her, I knew I was going to marry that girl, and I did. I would uh, guess there's not a whole lot of like transfer moving to Indianapolis or Indiana. Like no, people don't I mean, just pick up and move there. So that's unique. It, yeah. I, yeah. It, I mean, I say it's God's country, but it's, it's just like Ohio or Michigan, but yeah, it was, it was a grand gesture for sure. I loaded up my, my van with all my cool, uh, music equipment and the clothes that I owned that were mostly band t-shirts and girl jeans and moved to, uh, Indiana to be by her. And she was 16. I was 17 at that point, got a job driving a forklift and uh, had to like post date the lease on a, a house because I wasn't old enough to sign a lease. But luckily I found somebody that would do it. They just had to put my birthday. And so anyway, it was a whole thing. Um, so I lived there and joined other bands and did that for a couple of years. And um, my wife and I eventually, you know, that kind of runs its course. You get, there's just a lot of um, 
taking care of a lot of things when you're in a band and eventually they break up and you know that happens for the 10th time and you're like okay I don't think I have any more of these in me um and Dee and I got married when I was 20 and she was 19 and we were sort of you know see the writing on the wall like you can't be gone you know calling your wife from you know North Carolina or Florida and like hey I hope it's good there I'm playing rock and roll uh with my friends and living in a, a short bus uh on tour while you know we're, we're trying to figure out what being married is and we were not um, attending church at that point. I think you know, and we'll get into our testimonies and all that. I was a I was a Christian at that point, but I was not following Jesus. You know, I certainly wasn't worried about growing as a disciple. I didn't even know what that meant at that point. So um, we moved to Ohio then in 2008, uh, like six or eight months after we got married, and started a life here. I got a job in finance, and we did that. I've done that for 15 years. I worked in in finance, but at some point we we got invited to our church, Koinos Church, and I'll talk about that in our testimony episode, but uh, that was 13 years ago. And as a young man, um, you know, really got into uh, what that meant uh, to follow Jesus, and a lot of that happened here when we were um, living here. So uh, over the course of the last 13 years, my only real musical uh, outlet now is playing in the worship band on occasion, and uh, and that's fine. That's that's all very good because I'm very busy in a lot of other ministry uh, functions, um, serve as an elder and a life group leader, as I mentioned, and then play in the band and do a few other things around the church. But um, I'm also in seminary right now at Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, and that is a lot of work. Um, It's really great. I'm sure it's growing me and sharpening me and making me better in the long run, but right now I'm just in it, and it's a ton. So um, a lot of reading and writing and reading and writing. So it's good. Um, but that's how we got here. I've got two sons. They're eight and 10. And I love being their dad. It's super fun and wonderful and great and uh, crazy. I told this story to Emery. They, I, we nearly couldn't start working on this podcast because we were, I was going to come over here and work on this. And I gave my son some manual labor to do before we left the house. They were trimming honeysuckle uh, out by the pond and out of the 200 foot section I gave them to cut, they decided to work on the same branch at the same time. And my eight year old nearly depinkied my 10 year old with a big pair of garden trimmers. And, uh, it was gnarly. Um, depinkied like I'm gonna have to Google that. I hope that that's like the real, like there's a medical term I could yell for Karen and ask, but it, it definitely, that's the only thing to call it. I mean, it was, it was wild. It was cut all the, all the way around. It was, it was wild. Luckily it wasn't, stitches worthy somehow it was just like a a severe gash that was like 360 degrees around that pinky but thank god uh there was no no uh you know bone break or anything it was pretty mild but that's you know that's fatherhood that's parenting boys and we are my coworkers make fun of me and say we live in the 1800s because we don't have internet and we have a well and a septic tank and i think that's a foreign idea to some metropolitan americans and uh so you know it's not it's par for the course at our house it's always wild something weird's always happening our dogs are always you know getting sprayed by skunks or killing rabbits it's a you know it's a different way to live but it's good it's good so that's how we got here that's who i am uh and what we do uh but yeah it's it's good what else should we tell the the folks I don't know. I feel like it's an introductory thing. And, uh, we, we have a, so I'm in a homeschool co-op with my kids and yesterday it wasn't my turn to teach, but there were some other teachers who were like going to have the teenagers. I helped teach the teens there. And, uh, 
the a parent came up to me very worried that there was going to be speed dating. That was the title of like the class. Oh. And it was like just an introductory thing. Thankfully, it wasn't like we weren't trying to do the Bible college thing and get everybody to get married like in Bible college. It wasn't speed courtship. No, not okay. speed courtship. Definitely I not. RP on courtship. Sorry, uh, listener. But yeah, speed yeah. courtship. But yeah, so, so they did some speed dating questions. I was like, that's a excellent way to just get to know people. Usually you do that in a group setting with like icebreakers. That's a better term for it. I think so. Yeah. Especially in the uh, the school setting. You don't want to be like, hey, we're doing speed dating with your teenagers. Um, so yeah, so we'll do some, I, I thought icebreakers would be good for us here. So I've got, I, I found 250 random speed dating questions, actually a little bit more than that. Um, I think I'm going to go through these later with uh, Karen. Um because I'm just curious to see what she thinks the phrase age is an illusion means. And is that right or not? And then she'll roll her eyes and tell me to shut up and I'll ask her her opinion and stance on PDA. Maybe public displays of affection. Yeah. That was one of the questions. I thought that was kind of a curious one. I am against it for other people, but I'm totally okay with it for myself and my wife, but she's, that's probably not a reality she for would- me. Probably not give the same answer. Yeah, she'd be like, no, definitely not. But I just want to be really clear. I don't think anyone else should do PDA. Yeah, for sure. Very, very strange. Especially not at the fair while you're watching uh, Monster Trucks, as I experienced. <laughs> Is that that's an yeah. experience you've had? Yeah. Was it you just, and Karen? Just, no, it was not us. Okay. No, we, we were, uh, I was I was telling her to be very, like, stop talking so loud, please. <laughs> please. About, about these people? <laughs> about these people. Who were PDAing? Or PDAing, like, two rows in front of us. Was, oh, nice. But yeah, it was pretty interesting. Okay. Well, the um, fair, though. It, yeah, it's you know, the fair. It was a monster truck show. Set like, your like, expectations. That's I, I proposed it at Denny's. So for you, me, the Time out. Yeah, you we, proposed we, marriage at Denny's? Yeah, we probably should save that for another time. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know why I brought that up. Was IHOP closed? <laughs> like, why? No, there, there was no IHOP. Like, yeah, it's, it's, that's a story that uh, some people ask me, like, if you could go back in time and change one thing. Usually people are like, oh, kill Hitler or whatever. I'm like, I would not have proposed it at Denny's. That's a really good call. And gentlemen, if you're listening, you're young, you're thinking about popping the question. Let's just just be really clear. Don't do it at a Denny's. Definitely not. The the hilarious thing is my my mother-in-law got me a calendar. I've I've got a redneck streak and a half. And my mother-in-law got me this Jeff Foxworthy calendar that was like, you might be a redneck if, and it's like the tear off calendar. Yeah. And I got to like day 167 or something on that when she got it for me. And it says... If you proposed it at Denny's, you might be a redneck. That is, and I so have it good. somewhere in the attic in a box. So yeah, definitely don't do that. That's our first godly manhood advice. I would say um, I'll add to it. I'll say if you're going to propose at a restaurant, it should have a tablecloth. And should have a tablecloth. It should have a tablecloth and silverware that they don't throw away. And like no syrup on the table. No, <laughs> I mean, well, <laughs> I mean if it's like a really nice, like I mean, high end like chicken oak- and waffles restaurant. Oakwood Waffle House. I would be okay. Anything in Oakwood is fine if they don't have a drive-thru and, you know, tablecloths. That's it. That's we'll, the standard. We'll put that in the notes okay. as well. All right. So, hey, let's let's hit some speed dating questions. So icebreakers for the homeschool parents out there. Let's do it. Um, so which superhero would you most like to be? Yeah, not a um, big superhero person. My, my eight-year-old's an expert in all things superheroes. My answer, <clears throat> I think, is Batman. But I also don't know if he's a superhero because he's just a rich guy with cool stuff. So those are the only movies I would watch like on my own volition. And just for the listener at home, 
it goes in order. Keaton, Bale, everyone else in order in terms of like best to worst. Best to worst. Yeah. Michael Keaton. uh, You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Christian Bale. uh, And then everyone else. And so I don't want to hear about your uh, Robert Pattinson or your George Clooney opinion. You're wrong. That's it. I forgot. I forgot George Clooney was even a Batman. That's it, yeah. It, yeah, it wasn't great. Uh, who? What about you? What's your superhero? I am not the fan of superhero anything. Like frankly, like I just don't get into it. I I took a bunch of uh, the only the only one I, I liked was the uh, cartoony Spider Man deal a couple of years ago. Yeah. The first oh, Miles Morales Spider Verse yeah, that was yeah. pretty good. I took some youth group guys to that. We just watched it when it came out. I really enjoyed that. But oh, I hate spiders, so Spider Man is not going to be the one for me. And, and okay. I'm going to stick to the uh, rich dude with no real powers theme. I always thought Iron Man was cool. I don't know if it's just because Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. Yeah, was like awesome. But I really enjoy Iron Man, um, except for the British dude in the ear. I, I couldn't do that. I have a thing with British accents typically. Yeah, and, uh, I'm the opposite of an anglophile. I'm an anglophobe. I think is the word we decided. It some it just it doesn't do it for me. I'm not a fan of the English accent. See, I can't like like uh, my GPS is uh, I always mess it up. I think it's Kristen Getty. Uh, yeah. Not GPS. I'm sorry. My ESV app is oh, yeah. Kristen Getty. She's she and and my GPS is an Irish female. Um, so I could do like if it was an Irish female giving me instructions and uh, my Bible um, app is Mr. T, reading. Yeah. I, I saw a deal the other day. Somebody's got Snoop Dogg reading the Bible. <laughs> I was kidding. I didn't know that was a real thing. That's pretty great. <laughs> yeah, apparently you can get some app that reads anything, and it was like the commercial was like Snoop Dogg reading the Bible, and it was wow. for shizzle. <laughs> pretty awesome. <laughs> In King James, please. Uh, all right, what's next? All right, so uh, <laughs> what's your strangest habit? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I think ours are in alignment to a, a degree here. Um, we got together to do this a week ago to work on this, and uh, it was 6 o'clock when I was asked that question, and I had taken three showers at that point that day. Um, I hate being unclean, and I don't even mean in the biblical sense, like Levitically speaking. I just – I can't – I mean that too. But I, I I can't do it. So, like, if I'm going to go to jujitsu, I'm taking a shower before that because I care about being a good training partner. And I don't want to be gross or smell bad when I get there. But then I leave and I smell like all of the dudes that I just rolled with who don't care about hygiene at all. So I come home and take another one for sure. And then, you know, a third or a fourth is not uncommon or unheard of because I – like to smell like an Irish waterfall. So that's it. What, so what about you? What's your, uh, what's your weird one? Yeah, this is going to like, this is going to go from three people knowing this about me to our millions of listeners. Yeah. 30, 40 million. At least. Weirdly the members of our church that are going to be listening to this. But um, yeah, my weirdest habit is similar. Um, and I, I think it's just nine years as a Marine infantryman and just being dirty all the time. But I have an issue. Like, I'll wear like three pairs of drawers a day. Like I change my underwear like three times a day. That's like, so noble. I like, love that about you. Like, I have an insane amount of, of laundry because of it. But to me, it's just like after you know, getting nasty and funky being in the jungle, you turn things inside out, you try them sideways, like anything you can do to try to make them a little clean in one spot that hasn't been just wrecked. 
So when you got back, you're like, never again. I'm going to wear it. I'm not doing it. I'm out of the Marine Corps. I'm not going to run anymore. And I'm going to have clean underwear. Like those are the two two things that I swore. (laughs) Running and dirty underwear. I like it. Uh, That's, again, the nobility in that I think is high. And I like that about you. Uh, yeah. So if that wasn't weird enough, we'll, we'll probably get weirder here as, as this goes on. Um, so, uh, if you could be trapped on a deserted Island with anyone, not your spouse and not like a family member, unless they're like bear grills or something. Okay. Who would you request to be trapped on an Island with Jack Nicholson? <laughs> what? No question. I mean, I, I don't even know why you'd pick. Anyone else? And I mean, ideally, it's like 1990 Jack Nicholson, <laughs> not 2023. But if it, ha- I mean, I think I would, I would take 19 or 2023 Jack Nicholson too. I, I imagine that the way that he would deal with the frustration of that moment would keep me in a good headspace. I would be, uh, it would take a lot of the heat off the moment for me just to watch this frustrated, brilliant actor. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just stuck. That's so far away from where my mind goes. What did you, I mean, like, did I do it wrong? No, like, I just, like, I'm so fast, like, because I'm thinking of the possibilities now. Like, you don't have television, but you got Jack Nicholson, man. Like, like you right. say, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. If, if you, he drops into, what was the uh, Red Rum movie? Oh, uh, yeah, The Shining. If he drops into Shining mode, though, you're, you don't have to be on the, the island very long. I can't think of anything better than giving him a coconut and being like, figure it out like here you here you go we gotta eat here's johnny <laughs> yeah uh, yeah jack nicholson probably i mean there's probably better answers from like a tactical survival standpoint but dark i mean there's like a dark twist too because he's he's a senior and you run out of food you know what i mean <laughs> told you this could get weirder like it's all right you, let's don't. cleanse the palate you go so yeah your- my, my first thing is is definitely uh survivor man the uh yeah oh, man I'm losing track of his name now i can't remember uh, either but i know exactly what you're talking yeah. about the canadian guy i mean i have to bypass the fact that he's canadian i mean that's yeah close you know, to but, british i guess that's yeah, just right there but uh i would definitely less stroud less stroud yeah definitely less stroud i mean if he can start a fire with like a gum wrapper and a double a battery that's the guy on the island that i want i like i mean that seems a little on the nose but okay i like he may it. kill me though yeah because he's used to being alone yeah Probably not going to do well interacting with another person in that scenario. Mm, that's a good call. Figures, that's a good you call. Know, we'll you know, cast away it. Someone will eventually find us. Um, we're not there forever. So You know, wanna... the if you're going from an entertainment standpoint, again, maybe Tom Hanks is the answer because he's got a lot of experience. We're, we're all those outtakes we didn't get to see, those are getting played out in real time. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Little... Okay. What else you got over there? Let's see. Um What's a silly thing that you own? A silly thing that I own? Oh, wow. Well, I've almost pulled the trigger on some impulsive buys that would have been probably the top of this list. I mean, I've looked at, like, movie props. Like, I almost bought, like, you know, a cast jacket from the Mighty Ducks and, like, other th- like on eBay. Just, like, stuff that I think is cool or did, and I'm glad I didn't buy. Silliest thing that I own, though. I don't – there's probably some really good answers. Oh, a urinal. I have a urinal in my house. Everyone should own a urinal after visiting your house. I've been trying to talk Karen into it in our guest bathroom. She keeps yeah. shooting me down. 
for a hundred bucks, you can have a urinal in your house and it is a conversation piece to say men come over and they're like, Oh my gosh, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And then women are like, you know, now that I think about it, like from a cleaning standpoint, not bad. So technically I had a two holer outhouse and I have a urinal kind of to have a two holer guest bathroom. I do. Yeah. I mean, it works. That's brilliant. What about you? What's the weirdest thing? I mean, this could be anything. In this so I'm room. a collector. So just looking around this room that we're in right now, like I've I've got a, I mean, I collect airline barf bags. I just found some the other day. And so that's kind of weird to most people. But I would say the weirdest thing I currently own is my plaster cast, perfect replica of the original Bigfoot, like uh, the Patterson Gimlin film. Yeah. Actually like a professionally done 3D lasered reprint of the original from like 50 years ago. That's the Zabruder film of Bigfoots, right? That's yeah, like pretty the, much. Yeah, yeah. Patty. The authority. Patty the Bigfoot. Okay. Um, so that's, I would say that's the weirdest and probably gets the most questions. I mean, you have a painting of Bigfoot wearing glasses, reading the Bible and drinking coffee. That's bourbon. Oh, 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 oh. That I is see a it. custom I see that now. Painting by my daughter-in-law, commissioned by one, my best friend for my oh, birthday like two years ago. That's brilliant. I thought it was a white mug. I see it now. Yeah, okay. I, I think the immediate the conversation, from what I understand, went, hey, could you paint Bigfoot on a log reading the Bible and drinking bourbon? And she's like, yes. Brilliant. Yeah, and, and we're talking about a guy who's got a squirrel call collection in his living room and <laughs> antique breast pumps. Those are my wife's. Buddy, you got some weird stuff. Yeah. I do have a. It, it's, yeah, it's it's an interesting house when you come into it. There's there's some things. Some are hidden. I some, like it. The barf bags were hidden until I found them the other day. So Karen's yeah. gonna be super pumped that those are back around. Well, and you know when you're in a pinch. Yeah, definitely. Better. I don't need to use my Amazon bags that I got. So, uh, Good. all right, let's uh, a couple more will be done. What what's uh, have you ever been kicked out of a place? Yeah, yeah. Anybody who's ever. <clears throat> uh, been involved in the hardcore scene has probably been kicked out of a show or two for fighting or being fight adjacent. Um, I would say a dozen times or more um, kicked out of shows for just being young and foolish. It's been a long time. Uh, I did come out of Mosh retirement in 2019 for a Hatebreed concert, but generally, uh, I, you know, I'm a civilized man and uh, Jesus is Lord, so I I don't act like a fool anymore. But yeah, when I was young, I got kicked out of a lot of a lot of shows. What about what about you, Emery? <laughs> so you've heard this story, and I'm going to tell it again. Please, it's, it's my favorite. Um, no, yeah. So I have been kicked out of a place. What kind of place? Uh, it was a it was a Baptist church, <laughs> and it wasn't like at a church meeting or like you know arguments over to take the chandeliers down or not. It was it was because I was wearing shorts. Uh, the, so, we call those the devil's pants. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I went through a, a couple of years where I was a firearms instructor because um, that's what I did the last few years. I was in the Marine Corps. And uh, so I was teaching some classes. A buddy of mine needed some help. He was doing a class at a church and and we rolled in there and I'm in like nice like khaki shorts and like a polo. And uh, the guy deacon in the church comes over and uh, says, you know, hey, brother, uh, we'd, we'd ask that you not wear shorts in our church. And I said, okay. I was like, well, you know, there's like, this is a public class. Are you going to ask people that come into your church to change? He's like, well, that's a different. I was like, okay, not really. But um, I guess my, my legs were causing a brother to stumble. Yeah. And uh, so he asked me to leave. And I was like, 
I could have been a little, I wasn't angry so much as just dumbfounded. And I did ask him, I said, well, I said, I have Baptist tattooed on my rib cage. You do. Yeah. And I want to just for the folks at home, you don't just have the word Baptist tattooed on your rib cage. Oh yeah. So some, some guys, infantry guys, I don't know if they still do it or not. I mean, this would have been 90 for my first deployment. So it'd been like 95. Okay. Um, 30 bucks in a tattoos chair. They put your dog tag information. So you usually have a dog tag in your boot, one around your neck. So if you lose your foot, <laughs> lose your head, something's marked with who you are on it. Yeah. Um, don't know if that's really even a thing, but for us, it was like, we should get meat tags. Yeah. Uh, that's what they call meat tags. So I have my social security number, uh, my name, uh, Baptist and, uh, my blood type. So enough information to open a credit card in your name. So yeah. for those, those of you who go to the pool with Emery and you got that big ticket item, you're waiting to pull the trigger on. There's your opportunity. You want to buy a mighty ducks Jersey on eBay Yep. and somebody else's credit. <laughs> Come. You tattooed your social security number on your body. That is so wild to me. That's hard. That's it's yeah. I look back on it like not not my smartest move ever. No. But I was nineteen, I think, then, so it made a lot of sense. But yeah, so I got kicked out. I went I did change my pants, change into some pants, came back. It took like an hour round trip to do. Um but yeah, so I've been kicked out of a baptism. That's kinda like a bucket list item, I guess, for some people. Yeah, not good people. Um, yeah, I would say it's wild to me that you went back to that because I think at that point I would have been like, you know what? This isn't for me. I'm uh, a pretty loyal person. Yeah. And I told my friend I'd be there. So you're a good had friend. I not. You're a good friend for sure. Wouldn't have happened. Wouldn't That's have wild. Happened. That is that that is a cake taker for sure. Getting kicked out of a church for like a non, like it's not even like you stood up and like shouted down the, the doctrine from the pulpit. Oh like, no, this was on a Saturday morning. It's yeah. There's like three people there. For One was a deacon. Of, for those of you uh, in our general uh, central south, what whatever southwest Ohio, you are welcome to come to our church with shorts on. Yes, definitely. just come. I don't care. Just wear shorts. That's yeah, wild. Good friend wears shorts every even the winter. <laughs> yeah, we love you, Andy. Yeah, shout out, Andy. Um, all right, so hey, let's wrap this up with a more serious one. Okay. What is your favorite worship hymn? Because I think if I was going to take someone out on a date, this is a great question. Like if they lead with like some Bethel song, you can be like, all right, hey, I'm out. This is not going to go forward anymore. Um, we shouldn't even bother with uh, taking the time for dinner tonight. Yeah. And then half the 30 million listeners just turned off the bot for that. Uh, yeah. I, okay. Favorite hymn. I have two answers for this uh, that come to my mind right away. The first is How Great Thou Art. I think that is a perfect storytelling song, just displaying in words the glory of God shown in creation. And I love that. I love that hymn. It's got a special place in my heart, uh, as it does most people over a certain age. I think that's one everybody sings a little bit louder when it comes on. Mm -hmm. um, so I love that. And then the other one for me is A Mighty Fortress, uh, originally by Martin Luther. There's a version of that uh, by Heart Song there, the worship band from Cedarville University. They recorded it in like 2013. It's a modern version of an incredible hymn. And that just hit me at a time in my life when I was growing in the word. And uh, for some reason, you know, like music, it has a special, you know, way that it grabs everybody, different songs and different genres. But that one really meant a lot to me when I heard it. I found a lot of uh, peace in that song, but also it just, you know, the theology there is just incredible. So yeah, Mighty Fortress. What about you? 
So yeah, um, that was actually like my on my top of my list. So I won't get into like any more on that one. But yeah, Mighty Fortress, great song. I love when we sing that at church. I yeah. love when we hit that like last verse, and everybody at that point just kind of amped and pumped, and everyone's yeah. getting into it. Um, so another one that just comes to mind. Um, a lot of people may know this. I don't know. Uh, Turn your eyes upon Jesus is one that's in the hymnals. Um, also things that I collect hymnals. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that one more sentimentally is, uh, when my mom came to faith in Christ, I was about five and, uh, we lived in Germany and something about that song resonated with her on a level that doesn't, I mean, not that doesn't make sense to me. I get it. But like, I like a lot of songs, but for my mom, that's like the one, like, she ever said, Hey, this is the only song I can listen to the rest of my life. That's the one she's picking. And she still gets super emotional. Um, we sing, sing a more modern version of that on occasion at our church. And when she was part of our church, she would still get a little teary eyed during that. But when we sang the actual song once, yeah, she was like wrecked. Yeah. Um, just because of the importance of that song in her life at that time in her life. Um, so when, when I think of a hymn, like one that I just love, it's because, I got to see the change in my parents at a young age. I know how much my mom loves Jesus. Um, that's a real emotion. Um, it's not anything but that. And uh, because of the change that he brought about in her life, that hits her hard. So so for me, that's always going to be top of the list if I'm like thumbing through a hymnal or something. Like, hey, what's a hymn that's a more traditional that you like? That's that's there. So I love it. Yeah, that's a great song. It's beautiful. I'm glad, I'm glad that uh, that holds a special place in your mom's life. We're going to talk about when we talk about testimonies, we're going to hear about that time in your parents' life because that was a big mm-hmm. part of your experience, come yep. to know the Lord or be familiar with, mm-hmm. with the gospel. So, yeah, that's a great one. That's a really good one. Well, awesome. Hey, I, hopefully you guys have got to know us a little bit as people. Um, maybe that causes you not to come back to listen to any more, and you're like, no, this is these guys are a little yeah. off the rockers. Probably. Um, but that's cool, too. Um that's just who we are. We're going to be real throughout this whole thing. Anyone who knows the two of us knows that that's just who we are. We're going to share what's going on in our lives. We're going to share what we're struggling with. We're going to be open and honest about it for accountability um, to. So for me, that's a big thing and that'll come out in some of my testimony, but just, uh, yeah, just, I want to share life with other men who love God and want to follow God rightly. And the best way to do that is just to be open and honest and not try to hide things. So I thought, as, as we're introducing ourselves, the best way we could do is, is get kind of silly because yeah. we do have some, some quirks. Yeah. I'm a man of many quirks. We're super clean, super clean, quirky guys. That's it. Um, but yeah, thanks for uh, joining us for this, uh, this introductory episode. We will have more episodes released. Like Brian said, we're working on some of the audio stuff, um, to make sure that sounds good. Um, so that will change. Hope will definitely change in the coming episodes. Um, and, and we'll do the next episode will be our testimonies and we'll just share how we came to faith in Christ and how God is working in our lives, our families, um, the people we interact with, um, because we're seeking to follow um, our great and mighty God. So thanks for joining us. Why don't you give them our uh, email address? So that way, if they have questions or topics that they want us to cover and talk about, we can uh, answer those. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. So if you, if you're like, Hey, you guys, this is great. You're going to cover these elder qualifications, but I'm really struggling with this would like some knowledge about this, um, you can email us at the godly manhood podcast at gmail.com. The godly manhood podcast at gmail.com. Love it. And shoot that our way. And, and if it's something where you just want to talk, 
like shoot us an email, send your number and your name and, and we'll get in contact with you. Um, Hey, thanks for joining us and we'll talk to you in about a week with the next one. Peace. Peace.